Captain's Log, Stardate 4763.44 After hiding for three days in the Drexthar Nebula from the Calrismian Federation, our power reserves are running low. My hope is that this year's third grade production of Peter Pan will be a welcome diversion to the crew. I just love those dead kids. It's insane that there are kids on starships. I can't comprehend why we would allow our most beautiful, most precious resource on these dang things that explode all the time. Corey, it's not insane at all to have children on starships. It makes a ton of sense. So, of course, like, I would, we got to talk about it as a show first, right? I think the reason that on Enterprise they have children is they wanted to explore that a little bit more. Like on TOS, you know, we don't really see a lot of children or families or anything, which makes sense because it's kind of like a military endeavor or or that sort of thing. But um, I think it was a great way for um, or a great kind of frontier for next generation to explore is to have children on the ship. Um, and I think it just makes it a lot easier, like when you introduce a child or, or you want to have some family drama or something like that on the ship. If we didn't, if we didn't establish the fact that children were on the ship, then it would just be like, you know, like five or, I don't know, you know, just, you're just wasting time trying to like justify them narratively. Like why is a child in this, in this episode? But they can always just go to a star base and pick up a kid. Like why do the kids have to be on the, the ship itself? Uh, can you remind me, does does Voyager have uh, families on it? Like, are there kids on Voyager? I don't know. There's one child on Voyager. Oh, that must really and suck I, for that child. Just the only yeah, teenager in Delta Quadrant. She loves it. Well, um, it's Naomi Wildman, and she was born in the Delta Quadrant. So Wait, her mother was she, pregnant. She's a human? She's like a human and then half something else. I forget. She's like a throwaway race or whatever. But um, th- her mother th- was pregnant. I'm sorry. A throwaway race? What does that mean? I, yeah, I forget what the other. I don't know. You know, it's just like, it's just, I don't, he's not bullying because she's not blue. But it's like, I can't even, I, I don't remember what other race she is. But she has little spikes on her forehead. So there's one kid on Voyager, DS9. Yeah. Tons of kids. They have like a. Yeah, there's tons of kids. Kate, there, which Keiko makes runs sense. an elementary school for them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like yeah. it's like a mixed elementary high. It's like an old pioneer school where every grade is just together in the same room. Yeah, well, I think in I mean in Star Trek you could have more kids because they learn on their computers. You just gotta make sure that they're like. I mean, that's what Jake well during COVID, do, right? so, so do our kids too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, Jake was just going to learn from his computer until Keiko started a school. But it makes sense because it's a space station, right? That's a place for 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 kids to be and families and that sort of thing. Yes, but the, you, like, you've made my point, which is that a space station is a fantastic place to raise a family because it doesn't move yeah. or fall into wormholes or get into a time loop or end up in a Klingon civil war or piss off like a space whale. There's a ton of reasons why you should be on I actually think all those things have happened on... I think all those things have happened on DS9 uh, now that I'm thinking about it. But um, no, you're totally right. There's tons of dangerous things that the Enterprise flies into, right? Yes. uh, 
I was also I was also gonna ask like in DS Nine, do any <laughs> do any kids die? I don't know. I don't. No kids die. Because that'd be a and horrible evacu- direction for the writers to take the show, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, hey, a, a um, bulkhead just exploded. Were there any casualties? Ah, four kids. They don't do that in an episode. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you're gonna be like, you know, man enough to put kids in your show, you gotta be willing to pick a couple off every now and then. <laughs> I admire your integrity, Starfleet. Uh, that's a real. <laughs> you're really, really willing to die in that hell. Uh, I wanted to bring up a point that why you should not have kids on starships. So basically we're talking about the luxury liners, right? Like the enterprise and ships like the enterprise. What's the enterprise's sister ship called? I forgot what it is. I don't know. I forget. The, the Tolstoy. I, totally I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah. So I know the enterprise has a crew of a thousand and I think, it can hold up to 6,000 people on it. If I remember, because um, I just watched the episode where they went into the alternate timeline where the Federation was still at war with um, the Klingons. And Tasha Yar, um, who didn't die, uh, said that they could ca- they could carry 6,000 troops. So I think that's the maximum capacity, but I'm not exactly... And just want to point out, no kids in that alternate universe... It's far no, too dangerous, no. unless they've been conscripted. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only a thousand passengers on the entire Enterprise. I'm pretty sure there's about a thousand people, and then they leave some room. Hold on, if I they need, need to, to like evacuate up. someone. Yeah, it has a crew of 100 and 850 passengers. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. Like you would need a hundred people just to run like the. Well, I guess okay. If you look at like the med bay where Crusher works, it's like her and like one assistant. I know it's so it's so few staff for um, for such a big ship. Like you would have more doctors in like a small rural town, or you know, more like medical professionals. But I would think that's like quote unquote like crew. Like you need a hundred people to run it, and then there's maybe like nine hundred like scientists and like other people. I guess because every everyone on a on a starship isn't like a commissioned officer, like only, you know, like a small percentage of people are like a command level. Like you talk about like O'Brien, right? He's like a good, like typical crewmate because he didn't go to Starfleet Academy. He was just like, went through the engineering corps or something. I forget what I, he was a war hero. It's very confusing too. But anyway, um, For, afraid of spiders. Not, like, that's all I, yeah. that's all I got. <laughs> he he's your like typical like he didn't go to starfleet academy he's just kind of like a worker you know an engineer chief or a a, um transporter chief so and what did that guy uh, do he he comes back to the enterprise he gets a sweet gig and then he just balloons the population of the ship out by by making a baby with another crew member this is probably (laughs) why they do have families because it's like it's like they can't make you know that the hanky pinky in space illegal and if they're going to have like mm-hmm. a co-ed crew anyway, like, are they just going to like, like whenever there's a new baby, just like, like, just like, sh- just ship it out to the nearest star base. Yeah. Right. On TOS, if you got pregnant, you still had to, uh, you had to resign your commission as a woman. 
What? Is that it? Is that it? Because it comes. Oh my god! No, I'm not. I'm just joking about the '60s. <laughs> well, there are no military. See, there's like military officers because in TOS, it's like it's run, it's run like the Navy. Like they are all members mm-hmm. of Space Force. Um, yeah, and then it's all men who run that, and then the women, you know, serve them their cocktails and martinis on the on the bridge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Teal, uh original series is very like militant or like organized, you know, like it's it, and it seems like everyone there isn't really like a scientist or anything. They're mostly just like cogs in this like kind of like military organization where when you get to TNG, it's like a lot of people are officers that we see just because that's where the action is. But, like, most people are just, like, scientists, you know, they're, like, astrophysicists or something like that, or botanists who, like, go into action when, you know, the Enterprise goes to a new planet right, or something right. like that. Um, so, it bring, brings us back to, like, uh, how many of these ships have kids on them? Because I'm willing to bet that, like, the Klingons don't have any, the Ferengi, I don't think the Romulans mm-hmm. do. I think that they all, like, have a clear distinction between, like our exploration ships are are also like ships of war when needed to be or di- diplomatic mm-hmm. you know uh and, and the enterprise is still certainly like that it can be a warship or it can like you know foster a, a broker peace between two people or it can explore a new planet it can do whatever but i think like that the humans specifically uh and only a couple of their luxury liners do like the whole family thing. So it's a very, very small fraction of ships out there that actually have kids on them. And I could imagine just like people like either kind of cocking their eyebrows to that. Like, what are the humans doing? Like, why would they bring kids out into space on these dangerous missions? There's, there's a great episode where Captain Kirk is de-aged to a teenager. Picard. Um, I think it's called, yeah, I'm sorry, Picard. What did I say? Kirk. Kirk, okay, sorry. Picard is DH to a teenager, and um, Ferengis like take over, hijack the ship, and take it over. And um, one, they take the kids hostage. I mean, it's not they're like pointing guns. It's just like one incompetent Ferengi who's like watching them because they're just a bunch of kids. They're not a threat. Um, but um, the Ferengi Daemon um, is talking to Riker. He's like, "You guys are immoral." to bring your children onto starships and um uh Riker is like what no our having our children close with us makes us stronger our family bonds are everything to us humans and having children um on starships just makes us that much better which and so we'll get to that a little bit later but uh, i'm sorry no let's on. let's get to that right now which is a bullshit thing for Riker to say because let's go through the list of people on the bridge who have family with them uh, Wesley, it's only Crusher, Crusher right? and yep, yeah, Beverly. That is absolutely totally it. Everybody else. No. Yeah. It's it's a great argument, Corey. And this is this is what makes it a great argument. You you hear those stories, right? Of like, you know, kids who are trapped under cars and like mothers who like lift cars up, you know, to like save their children. Mm-hmm. So it if your spaceship is in a life or death situation, right? You're going to do everything you can. You know, you're going to go above your limit to save that starship so that your child doesn't explode. Right. So it's actually a genius, a genius way of motivating the crew. Starfleet is basically like ransoming your children off so that you do better at your job. 
So I think it, it's a great way to improve productivity. But, but again, that, that doesn't work when Picard doesn't have any family. Riker doesn't have any family. Troy, Jordy, like none of them have any family. It's only the people in the lower decks that have family. You know, the, the people that generally don't like there's no like, like I, I can't think of anybody who has a kid besides O'Brien. Everybody else is a no name. So they, like they never come up. They never, they're never like, we have to stop the Borg for the children on this ship. Never, never, <laughs> that never comes up. So Picard's not going to like lift a car off of anybody because he doesn't even want the kids there. Uh, but don't you remember that episode where he was taking those kids on the tour of um, the Enterprise and they get stuck in the turbo lift and they all work together to get out of the turbo lift. That was amazing. I'm sure it was one, a great moment for Picard and a great moment for those kids. I'm sure those kids are now commissioned officers and they're serving regularly. So let's talk about that in a second. Kids becoming commissioned officers after serving on the Enterprise. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to, I <laughs> I think we're kind of talking about some low hanging fruit here. Like, oh, Picard doesn't <laughs> like kids. But I just love the whole Picard Day thing. Like, the thing oh Picard is the great thing he yeah. hated the most and he has to like attend it and watch people draw things of you know draw his face and make his face out of paper mache and whatnot uh oh the best is when he gets called by like an admiral and there's like the Picard day banner behind him and Picard gets all self-conscious because it seems like Picard is throwing himself his own day you know like yeah. he's just some asshole who wants the whole crew to celebrate himself but he's like Oh, no, no, the children love it. <laughs> he's like trying to justify it, and he's all flustered. So so here's we are so where we are so far. We have only a very small fraction of any ships have kids on them that, are, are, that aren't, like, the long-haul, like, freighters, because those will have families on them. Um, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is, like, like, a professional family ship uh, that's also a cruise liner. But some kids, like Wesley Crusher, just grow up on these ships. And, like, at an early age, they might get handed, I don't know, like, the age of 12, the keys to the to the ship to just drive it around when they are they got nothing else going on. So these kids have a very different um, childhood than, like, a, an Earthbound kid or, like, even someone who grew up on a, sta- on a space station. Like, they have a totally unique experience. Yeah, it makes those children better. Let's take another example. Let's look at Jordy LaForge, because Jordy is a Starfleet brat, right? So his mother and his father were both commissioned officers. And he talks about, like, growing up, he doesn't really know, like, where he was going to kind of go. You know, like, sometimes um, his mother and father would be together. Sometimes he'd have to be stationed with his mother or his father when they're apart and that sort of thing. And he's all the better for it. He's his own, you know, chief engineer. He's super smart. He does great under pressure. I guess, sure, it might have hurt him socially because he can't get a date for some reason. Uh, But other than that, he's like the model Starfleet officer. Do you think Data, like, broke the rules when he made LOL and that's why they tried to take LOL away? Because he made his own child. But, you, (laughs) like, you're supposed to get, like, a special like permit for that or, or whatever. Cause like, I always thought it was so messed up when he made his own kid and then they're like, we're going to disassemble your kid now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or they didn't want to disassemble it. They wanted to like raise it without him. I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, so the kids that do grow up on the enterprise, do we have a lot of evidence that like they 
how many how many times were they the source of conflict in the episode where they caused something to go wrong with the ship? Because I'm thinking right now, the only one I can really think of is the ones that Wesley did, specifically the nano the nano one where he like unleashes his science project all over the ship and mm-hmm. it starts becoming mm-hmm. like 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 self aware. I can only remember one episode where like a child messed something up and it was the episode where um, Data gets called back by his father um, to get the um, the chip, the emotion chip. You know that episode, Corey? Yeah. And so it started off by these two brothers. They were on a planet unsupervised, basically, too. Um, and they were playing with some sort of like like they're placing laser tag or something like that. And one brother played a joke on the other brother to like make it seem like that brother killed him. And then he ran away and then he ate like an alien fruit fruit and then got like a virus. And so they need to like make it to a star base because they have the equipment to, to, you know, heal this kid that they don't have on the enterprise. And so there's a ticking clock. Hold on. He, he shot his brother, ran away screaming and then, found an alien fruit and ate it that was the sequence of events yeah because his brother was like oh your laser pistol looks kind of weird it looks like it's almost real and then his brother shot him and then he pretended to be dead and his brother freaked out thinking that he killed his his older brother so he went and, and had a snack ran away. yeah he ran away and then he found some alien fruit and ate it okay so, so I think that's the sequence but they it. didn't like endanger the ship because they were just on their way to go get this brother cured from this alien fruit that was like poisoning him like they were just on their way to a starbase and then data is actually the one that made it so they couldn't go to the starbase anymore because he took over the ship so the kids mm-hmm. never what i'm trying to yeah. get at is like but, the, the kids are never a, a, an issue like a source of conflict in the show mm-hmm. although i'm thinking wasn't there like some weird damien psychic boy that like imagined his mom come come back from the dead do you remember oh yeah no there's it's the episode where um that woman dies on Worf's away team and then he starts to like, you know, like he kind of strikes up a relationship with this child and then like some alien thing comes back and is like, oh, like I can be your mother or something like that. So, yeah, I do remember that. Okay, so I think we've clearly established that like the kids, they're fine. They're not doing anything, anything to mess the shit up, the ship up, oh, the shit um, so like, I, I guess like the, one of the, one of the questions is, is like, if they're there to provide morale support for the family, so the families go into crazy mode when they have to protect the ship because their fan, their kids are on the ship. If that's one reason, like, I don't know, is it, is it worth it? Because there is something that happens every week that like puts the ship in danger. And I know if I was a dad and I had my kids and like the first time that like, you know, the Borg start shooting at our ship and we have to hide in a nebula and all my kids are crying in our, in our, in our tiny little dorm because they don't know what's going on. Like after that whole incident, I'd be like, I'm taking my, there's no fucking way I'm keeping my family on this ship. Like no way. Like the second, like a, space whale starts sucking all the energy off of the ship until it like almost gets destroyed. I'd be like, okay, I should have learned after the Borg experience. I'm not keeping my fucking kids on this ship. That's so stupid and irresponsible of me. I mean, you do have a point where space not only is like crazy dangerous, but also just like random dangerous ship shit happens 
all the time, all the time. There was one uh, episode, I think it was when the Enterprise was like becoming sentient or whatever, but um, there was just random anomaly that was about to erupt and just explode and kill everyone on board. They didn't know it was coming because they, they don't, they can't detect it. The only reason that they all survived was the ship was becoming sentient. It detected it and then it went into warp to get them away from it. So if, if something like that didn't happen, then they would have all died, right? And you see all these crazy anomalies that they run into, like the space string, you know, where Deanna becomes in charge. You just run into those things and, you know, everyone's almost dead. Or two, like, how many times does the Enterprise have to, like, go out and, like, rescue something, you know, only to be, ca- be caught in the same trap or anomaly that that other ship is a part of? What do you think would be the worst episode to be a kid during? I'm going to go with... Uh, I think you were going to say this one, but I'm going to say evolution where you just watch all of your peers. You're like in chess club after school. And then you just watch everybody like devolve and like your Andorian friend turn into like a squid and your Klingon (laughs) friend turn into like a crab monster. And that's going to cause some severe trauma as they start eating each other in their primordial forms. I totally agree with you. Um, that's the because well, you turn into something too, right? I would turn into a monkey because I'm a human. Yeah, yeah. Or like Captain Picard was turning into like a lemur or something like that. But um, but yeah, no, that's a great. I think that is the worst one to be a child on, just because of all the crazy. Like you're basically, you know, like sending your kids into like a Cronenberg movie, you know, and that happens all the time. Plus, there was I, it was crazy too because they never talk about casualties. But like one crew member was killed, and that can't be the only person who was killed. No, because was it Worf who turned into like a a beast monster and was just hunting mm-hmm. everybody? Like they never at the end of that episode were like, uh, "Worf, okay, we're all back to normal. You should just know you might not remember this, but you killed seventy crew members <laughs> in your predatory I- state." I mean, I would I would have to say the casualty rate had to be like twenty percent on that incident, and they just don't even talk about they're it. They're not. They're not like of... Worf. You killed twelve kids because <laughs> they're too into fucking nursery, coward yeah. to say it. <laughs> um, also, the episode where uh, everyone gets space drunk. It happens early off. But what about first contact? Do you remember? You know that movie, right? Where the Borg invade the ship? Yeah, Clint. I know the movie First Contact. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, the that's the first one where the, the Borg really like invade the ship oh, yeah. and start turning like tons of people into Borg. So I'm sure there's a ton of kids who got... Riker's who never got like, what about the children? There are 68 children on the ship. We need to get them to safe quarters. They don't talk about that. We don't see that at all. And I think it's because no one on the bridge has any children and they don't really give a shit. Picard doesn't want them there. Care. Nobody wants them there. Everybody finds them annoying. And one thing I was, I, we were talking about this earlier. Did you notice that all the kids are 12 years old? There's no toddlers like running yeah. around the ship. There's no teenagers. <laughs> uh, there was only that one time where um, Deanna gave birth to an alien kid and he was... He was only like eight for 10 seconds. And then he was, I don't know. And then he was 12. They're all 12. Yeah. Every, every guest starring kid is 12 years old on these ships. So there's not a lot of like, like kids, Wesley's age. Cause how old is Wesley? Like 15 at the start, 16, 17. Well, yeah. He's like 17. Hold on. Nine. If the show goes on for 10 years, no, how long does it, sh- how many seasons are there? 
eight? I, there's seven? like seven seasons, yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't think every season is equal to a year though. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. But anyway, like let's say Wesley's 15, 16. We don't really see maybe because he's a nerd and nobody wants to hang out with him, but we don't see him like mm-hmm. hanging out with people his own age. Very like even in 10 forward, he's like hanging out with Jordy. So I don't know if, yeah. if there's just not a lot of people his age because it's like the pioneer days where like your peers are your peers, you know, if you just got lucky or you didn't to have a lot in your age group. Um, there has to be a couple kids. And I think this was the big mistake of, of Enterprise, but there had to be some kids Wesley's age on that starship. Um, I mean, even if it's a population of a thousand, there has to be at least three or four, like 16 to 17 year olds or like 10 or something like that. Um but you do see, do you remember that there's that game episode that we both hate? Um, I think a lot of people hate it. But, like, he has a peer in that one. But she's also, like, a Starfleet trainee. And then there's that also that episode where when um, Dr. Crusher comes back. Like, you know, Dr. Pulaski is in there for a while. But when she comes back, she's very curious about Wesley. And she sees him in 10 Forward with a girl his own age. So she's, like, very reassured that he's at least, like, dating or something. So, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but, like, what if there was a show, and I, I described it as, like, a Degrassi-like show, because TNG is already just, a, a like, a big soap opera, and I recently watched the episode where Worf gets his, uh, his back broken and he wants to kill himself, and holy shit, if you want to do, like, the most melodramatic episode of the entire show, it is just that one because it's really just Worf laying in bed just like and people are just screaming at him like you have to keep living for your son Mm -hmm. uh it's crazy so I want to hit like that tone with like Degrassi or like uh what's the other oh my god what's the other like WB 2004 like Dawson's Creek sort of thing oh yeah where uh it's just like (laughs) it the show does not need to be on a starship like it comes up sometimes where you'll look out the window and see like a a battle going on you're like oh yeah they're they're in space (laughs) but for the most part it's just like kids and their feelings at uh enterprise high like all eight of them Oh, that would be great. I could just imagine, too, is like, oh, Billy, what's wrong? He's like, oh, my dad was turned into a space slug on an away mission. So we're just adjusting to that. You know, the show could make fun of the idea that kids never die. And just like, well, they're just having like their prom, like they're just explosions and screams. <laughs> and you see like a Nausicaan like chasing like security officers in the background. But none of the kids like really do anything or notice because they, they have plot armor. Yeah, or two, they're just so used to it that they just, like, ignore it. Or they're, uh, there's the episode where, like, Alexander gets dropped on the show again, and um, they're having some emergency. So they actually show a she- scene of, like, kids being evacuated into, like, a safer, spart- uh, safer spot in the ship. So I'm just thinking of them all, like, huddled around, and, like, the typical teen drama is like, oh, you kiss Billy, but I like you, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's just, like, explosions and, like, a guy's on fire, you know, like, in the background. And they're just like, yeah, but, like, our friendship is now stronger because, you know, we overcame this, like, personal drama. And every kid, I I don't want them all to be, like, you know, Mary Stews or, like, I don't know if that's a disparaging comment. But, like, like, just good at everything. Like, you know, everyone's 
good looking and just super talented and uh, has a, a career ahead of them. Like I want like a bad boy, you know, I want like, like a hick, you know, a couple of just <laughs> like, I don't know how that culture would have developed on the enterprise, but just the ones uh-huh. that like to go out and just like spin brodies in the hollow deck, you know, at night <laughs> out, in the, out in the mountains on their four wheelers. Or, or yeah, like what happened was like one of the kids was like raised on a planet that, you know, like as a settlement that was very rural and then their parents get assigned to the enterprise for some reason. And so they have to adjust to being like, you know, they were, had this very like rural, like low technology lifestyle. Now they're in an enterprise and they have to like adjust to all this crazy stuff happening. Yeah. And one of the kids, his name is like Gunther or whatever. And he like takes Wesley like into the hot deck to like tip cows <laughs> And like, this is how we have fun where I come from. And like Wesley learns a little bit about himself and, and how he should let go of technology a little bit now and then. Or they like, they like break into the replicators and like fuck with the uh, authorization so they can like replicate beer or like they like take off the like uh, 18 plus settings in the holodeck so that they can like you know, go to strip clubs or something. Okay. So one of the, one of the notes I wrote down is this is the biggest, cause we've talked a lot about whether or not kids should be on the enterprise. And I think we, we've said, mm. no, they should not be. There's no good reason <laughs> for it. Uh, but one of the biggest reasons I'm going to say no is, okay. There are about a thousand people on this ship. There are 16 mm. hollow decks. You know that if there were kids on the ship, they would, you would never ever get a slot to be on a hollow deck ever. They would be cause like they don't have video games. Like if they want to go play Minecraft or Fortnite, they're going to be in one of the hollow decks. So even if there's only like 30 kids or whatever, they are going to have that thing reserved all of the time. And you're never going to get into, uh, and they're going to be gross in there because there's kids that are in there all the time. No, it's like, it's like nowadays it's like iPad time, right? You only get so much hollow deck time as, as a child. Or you'll turn into Barkley. You can definitely active get whatever you want because there's. I remember there was that one episode where Alexander like accessed his dad's like battle program, um, and he was like fighting monsters in it. So um, yeah, I mean, kids have I guess access to whatever they want. Yeah, they just do whatever they want. Uh, can you think of any other good reasons why we should have kids on board of a starship? Because it seems to me that it's just not a good idea. I mean, think about their children are a great resource. Um, Think about I'm glad you brought up Wesley, because in like the first like two seasons, you know, these every episode would have been like 10 minutes if they just listened to Wesley, because he's the one who always like figures out the problem first. And he tries and tells people like, hey, I think this thing is wrong or like, well, this alien was doing something weird when we were in like super hyper you know warp or whatever and they're always just like shut up wesley we don't have time for you if they just took like a minute to listen to wesley they wouldn't be in half the situations they they found themselves in so from they should be putting kids on uh on the command deck um because from the mouth of babes comes wisdom but also, they, they serve a reso- as a resource in another way as biological material, right? <laughs> like, what's the seed bank that's in, um, is it like Spitsbergen? The, 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 yeah, it's like a seed vault, right? Yeah, that's what these kids are. Because, yeah. I mean, we learned from Best of Both Worlds that Earth can be 
destroyed at any time. Actually, hold on. I watched that episode last week, and I had a question for you. So the mm-hmm. the, the board cube is racing towards Sector 001, towards Earth, mm-hmm. and the Enterprise is chasing it. And meanwhile, they're, like, trying to hack into Picard to, like, you know, try and figure out what to do with this board cube when it gets to Earth. But my question was, what was, what was the, like, what, what, what were the Borg going to do that they had to stop them right before they got to Earth? Because it seems to me that they were going to pull up outside of Earth. They were going to, like, announce their intentions <laughs> and then start a slow, systematic process of uh, assimilation. Like, they weren't, like, going to death ray the planet and blow it up. I mean, there's mm-hmm. they were probably going to start to slowly send people down and, and take care of it. So, anyway, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Just how great children are and how oh, yeah. so, on, on, on board, yeah. So, if, they, if, if, the, if Earth gets destroyed, then, like, you have pockets of humanity all over, like, on colonies or on space stations or mm-hmm. on starships. So, one of the reasons you'd have kids on a starship is just as a little bit more of an insurance against uh, the, the species being wiped out. Yeah, for sure. You got to spread that stuff around so that, you know, you got to diversify your children. So, if, if Earth is destroyed, we still got a couple in the bank to, to keep the, uh, the species going. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I think that we have exhausted this topic now. <laughs> I think we have made all the points. So what do you think? Your final verdict on this? Oh, I, I see. I used, to, I used to think like you, Corey, in, in your own limited way, where it's crazy to have children on these starships because it's so dangerous. But it's just, I mean, it's just such a benefit. Like one, like you get to be near your family. You know, you don't have to worry about sending your kids off to Starfleet boarding school or anything. Uh, Two, it makes you work better and harder. If your ship's going to explode, you're going to do everything possible you can to save that ship. Um, And, you know, three, it just makes better children. The children who don't explode um, or don't die horribly, um, you know, eaten by a space alien or something like that. That's a better child, and that's a better Starfleet citizen to uh, go out into the universe and and you know keep exploring. All right. Well, I got one reason for you why why it's not a good idea. How many episodes centered around uh, a twelve year old discovering new powers do you want to watch about Star Trek? <laughs> I mean, you got me there. Almost every Starship uh, Star Trek episode that centers around a ch- child is like pretty bad right i mean i don't care about any of them they're probably like there's no episode where i'm like oh man i love this episode that's centered around the children most of the time i skip them right when like it's like the data android one and the one where Worf, you know um becomes like an uncle to this kid that um the mother was killed just none of them the only good one is a fistful of datas yes well that that's just the best episode in tng (laughs) Oh, well, I I think that uh, there should be some changes. If, if we're going to have kids on ships, we got to announce that as casualties because we know <laughs> that they happen as casualties and we need to hear about them. We need to face the truth of how many children die on, on these starships every day. Indeed. Um, so a little like postscript uh discussion so how would you fix it so i've been thinking about this 
And I would have like a, like I'd call it like a nursery ship or something, you know, a ship that can fit like a good, I don't know, like a couple hundred people or whatever, but it's like a flying school, you know, that kind of like follows the enterprise around. So like mm, they're you know, they kind of like this is a great idea, Clint. And I just want to say I imagine that this ship has a gigantic red target just painted on the outside of the hull. <laughs> no, it has like please do not destroy children on baby on board. It has like a bumper sticker that's rude on board. <laughs> but no, it's like you know they would like hang out at starships or like planets that were like deemed safe and that sort of thing. And when the Enterprise goes out to, like, come, you know, confront the Romulans or whatever, they just stay behind, right? Or, like, evacuate to that ship. And then the Enterprise goes out and does something dangerous and then comes back. Oh, my God. But then there's that one episode where the Enterprise gets knocked out. So it's just the nursery ship. And so, like, all of the kids have to, like, I'll be tactics and you can be security and I'll be captain. And they have to, like, annoyingly save the Enterprise from there with like because i have like three torpedoes <laughs> uh um i think too like the idea of like the saucer separation i think at the beginning of the uh of the series they thought they'd kind of like use that a lot more we're like okay we're gonna go into something dangerous we're gonna like separate the ships no nope, they then... did it like three times they did it like three times. Well, two, it takes like five minutes to resolve that, right? Because it's like, okay, we're going to separate. And then you have to like show people evacuating and then like go to the battle bridge and that sort of thing. Uh, it's so, it's such a weird thing to introduce. And then it's just like not talked about at all um, or used at all. I think it's used like two or three times throughout the whole, the whole series. Um, so, so I think that's a real waste. So you want to know how I would fix it? Yeah. I think Starfleet should start implementing some abstinence-only education in some of its programs. <laughs> if you're going to go out in space, keep it in your pants. <laughs> yeah. Some Well, it's not like you don't – you just have to take uh, – because I think you take your shots. Um, Cisco uh, and his wife talk about this later where they forgot to get their, like, sterility injections. And then so she's she gets pregnant. Oh, no. But that's how they do it. Is you, you both both men and women get injections to to uh, keep it tied up until you want until you want a kid. So just mandatory injections, right? Is that what you're saying, Corey? Now I don't want to get in any uh, hot water here, um, <laughs> but yes, um, I think. I mean, I think the thing that just makes it extra insane is just that the Enterprise is the flagship, right? So they're the ones who deal, like, with the super dangerous problems. If the Enterprise was just, like, some other random ship in Starfleet who just, like, kind of goes to planet to planet and does their science-y stuff, that wouldn't be as crazy. Yeah. Right? It's, like they're, it's like they're flexing their nuts a little bit. They're like, oh, we're the most powerful ship in Starfleet and we got kids on board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of showing off a little bit. Because, too, the Enterprise is a pretty new – it's a new galaxy-class – starship right at the start of the series it's like th that's almost like the first one it was just minted and then they're gonna start um making more enterprises or galaxy cross starships but they're like the very first one and it seems very like yeah like we're gonna have kids on here and and all this stuff but it's the only it's the only ship that i've ever seen that really has a ton of kids on it like every other um you know the the first enterprise 
that's a military one. New kids in that one. Uh, TOS, no kids. Um, TNG, there's kids. Voyager, at the start, there's no kids. There's one who pops up. And then, I mean, DS9, there's kids. What about in the, so. in the new Star Trek? The Discovery? Yeah, there's no... Because that's TOS era. Oh, that's an older... That's a prequel? Okay. Yeah, it's that. a little bit before um, original series. Um, they have Spock in it, actually, in the second season. And it's pre-everything that happened in the original series. I so, see. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's extra crazy to have your f- children on your flagship. Where you go into fight Romulans and, you know, do wars and that sort of thing. I wonder how much of that was just a product of the culture of the early 90s. Because I know, like, the whole thing with Troy being a counselor. Um, uh, the, the discussion about mental health and, and diagnosing mental health and, and being, like, having a positive conversation about it and confronting it and actually seeking therapy was, like, a big thing that started in the early 90s. And that's why mm-hmm. Troy is on this ship, because it was seen... By like Roddenberry that, you know, in the 23rd, 4th, whatever century we're in, like it won't be taboo and you'll just like go talk to your counselor if you're, you know, need to talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I wonder if like having kids on the ship was like another like another, early 90s product. Uh, to kind of like deal kind of like to be kinder to people. Right. It's more like humanitarian to have like counselors and and families on these ships versus a more militaristic thing. Yeah, yeah, like who are we as humans when we finally go out into the the inky blackness? Are we going to be military or are we going to are we going to mm. have families with us? What will it be? There's a great discussion on the show Enterprise. Man, it's so I wish they kind of named that show something else just because it's so hard to talk about it, all the enterprises and stuff. But um Travis, who is they call him a boomer because he's uh grew up on in like shipping, you know, like a whatever, what, like truck space trucks, basically, right? Like he was a freight driver. His family had a freight ship, and they took supplies from like colonies to Earth and that sort of thing. Um, and then there's Malcolm Reed, who's the boring um, tactical officer or whatever. But Travis is like, oh man, Starfleet should think about having families on. Uh, you know, on starships and like Malcolm is like, that's crazy. Um, and he says, man, if I think my parents were going to be on the ship, uh, they better put a counselor on the ship as well. So it's a good little oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like joke, the TNG. Oh, that was a, that was a funny character. Malcolm. <laughs> he likes oh. pineapple. There's an entire episode about that. <laughs> that's his only like distinguishing feature is that he likes pineapple. Like that's the like only time I let myself go is when I enjoy a nice pineapple. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, children, hundred percent, put them on there. Yeah, put them on there. But just there. just tell us when <laughs> when they die. <laughs> we want transparency. Uh, cool. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say? I was just kidding about the announcing them as casualties thing. I don't want that to be how I'm remembered for. <laughs> that's that's your country. Like in a, a thousand years, that's your contribution to humanity where you forced Star Trek to start putting out <laughs> children, children casualty reports. Uh, no, that's all I got about this. It's a, <laughs> I'm glad we talked about it. It's a very important topic, very close to my heart. 
thank you very much for uh, the lively discussion and debate. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Well, until we see you again, keep on trekking. <laughs>